This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, we just passed my favorite part of the year, which is um, summer solstice, because that means sun's here, hopefully for a while, days are a little longer, yet to enjoy really being outside, which is always my thing. And actually, one of my, my guests today, who has been with us before, also likes the summertime. And, and we used to say that there was nothing beat it uh, when we were in Colorado, although we've had a lot of rain. So we're waiting for, we didn't have <laughs> May, <laughs> we didn't get spring. So now we're hoping that summer would like like to stay for a while. And what we want to do today as we look at staying in the, you know, summertime sunny days in publishing so you can keep your glorious sunny days in publishing is is maybe avoid some of the boo-boos um, that are out there and there is a lot of them to catch you. So with me is Rebecca Finkels. She is in a multi-award winning cover and interior design. She is the principal in F&P Design based in Fort Collins, Colorado, and she knows she's one of my favorite layout, uh, interior, and cover design people. And we've got several books we're working on right now, and we've we've you know commiserate sometimes because sometimes we keep thinking these authors have got to get this. You can't keep that and retweaking the same word twenty seven different times. So, um, which is a boo boo, by the way. You've got to realize that there is a time when you say next. Next, we can handle that. So, Rebecca, welcome back to Author You. Thank you. Yes, there are times when we've now worked on 25, 26 revisions of a cover, and we're not talking wild swings. We're talking about a little bit of shift to the left, a little bit of shift to the right, a little bit of less space here, a little bit of less space there. After a while, you've lost all perspective. You've lost everything that you're working on. You've touched it too many times. It needs to be done. So there's lots of pitfalls. There's lots of things. I know this is a special book. I'm all about let's make the best book possible. Let's put, you know, why put out a book that we're not happy with? Put out the best thing that you can possibly do. But there are times when enough is enough. We've covered this ground, and we need to move on. Um, You know, I think as the project draws out, you just tend to doubt yourself a little bit more and doubt yourself a little bit more. You take another trip to the bookstore and you're looking around and you're like, well, maybe I could do this and, well, maybe I could do that. Well, I think you need yeah. to keep yourself true to your book and what your purpose is and kind of forget what's going on. It's good to keep it in your mind, but they, you know, you need to stay true to you. Um, stay true to your purpose and your message and your content and not keep doubting yourself and going back and trying to figure out, can it be better? A lot of times, it is the best that it can be. It's great, and we should move forward, and, and you should spend your energy doing other things. Um, mm-hmm. 
So anyway, you, you know, in the particular book cover you're talking about, um, which I have, you know, agonized with you each time we've done the tweak, is that I actually, one of the, the first, I think within the first five versions, I thought we had it. I thought it was a home run. It was unique. It was eye-catching. It would stop you, which is what a book cover is supposed to do. Um, a book cover is designed to say, pick me up. Pick me up, pay attention, look me over, and and then you have your real marketing info on the back. And that, you know, that original cover that I loved, um, I thought really did that. And now it's, it, you know, it's I actually I the, the latest I like better than all the ones in the middle because I don't, you know, I don't want to see because of the subject, it can't be gradual. It's kind of like a kick in the head. So anyway... That's what's important to understand. All right, so Rebecca, we when we were talking beforehand, when we were brainstorming this show, um, you talked about some of the things that uh, that uh, really that people don't realize the constant boo boos that happen with just, just simple ebook conversions. So, right. what are some of those? Some of the ebook conversions are that each ebook conversion, so Kindle versus Nook versus Ingram Spark versus CreateSpace versus anything out there, Kobo, mm-hmm. they all take a different format, each, each and every one. And so, you know, um, all of the latest software page layout programs have this little button you can push that will convert your pages into ebook. And they look, really look hideous. That's really the worst thing to do. And you know, the idea is that I'm really glad the software companies are exploring this and, and going on about this, but really we're not there yet. I, I pray for the day when we're there, but we are not there yet. So the conversion is it's slightly different for an EPUB document, which is, goes in many, many places, Ingram Spark, um, it, uh, Nook, Kobo. It's slightly different from it's a Mobi file. is slightly different from that. So the idea is that you create one you create one file to print, you create one file for Kindle, you create one file for EPUB, and that one can be put together in different ways for all the slight variations. So the the I guess my the biggest thing is that um, these are separate files. So when you have an edit, you don't need to track it down in the print book and in the Kindle version and in the all the EPUB versions. So it becomes kind of a bigger thing. It's uh, it's unfortunate. It's cumbersome, but it's cumbersome. Um, I wouldn't say don't make the edit. If it's factually wrong, it needs to be done. If we're talking about a comma, I might talk to you about, really, a comma? Okay. So, because yeah, it's already done. Um, but factually, if we have a name wrong or, you know, a web address wrong or something wrong, then it needs to be changed, especially anything on the copyright page. It needs to be changed. It's just the way it is. Um, so I wish the conversion process was a little bit more straightforward and a little bit more easy to recognize and easy to put together, but it's really not. The good part about that is software is moving ahead every single day, and we'll get there, but really not there yet. So when you're working with somebody, you're trying to convert, and things are happening that, you know, like, why can't I do this once, and why is it taking forever? Be patient. You know, it's not, it's not brain surgery to do, any, to do a conversion, but it does take time. It just mm-hmm. takes time. And, you know, the other thing that comes across, there's one of the conversions that I, I wish that would be so simple, is that once you have the book book all together, of course, you know, the, the designers like you use programs like whether it's InDesign, Quark, or, and you know, any other type of program, that when that's done, and usually it starts, you start sending it off, whether it, you, you make the, you know, the Mobi or the EPUB or the the design for the, the printer, um, um, that those are usually today sent off in a PDF format. Uh, 
And what really the author needs back is now a final, clean Word document with all those commas right and with everything all right and with all the headers stripped out and all that. And I haven't seen anything, and maybe you can enlighten me, that will automatically convert from the designer's version into a plain old sip and old-fashioned Word document that you can have that that then you can download within your file that when you go back in to make changes later on, you're working back in the Word document. The correct, the up-to-date document. There really yeah. isn't a, 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 I know. You know, a button you can push. There really isn't. And I use Quark and I use InDesign, and those are really the latest and greatest, too. And I use them interchangeably. Each one has its strengths and weaknesses. Um, so, But a lot of times, essentially ask your designer to re-export out the type. And I do this whenever somebody asks me to. I won't do it if somebody doesn't ask me to because it takes like half an hour. It's not that big of a deal. And the type is not necessarily formatted as pretty, you know, as as it has been. Um, but you do get every single keystroke. You get, par- you know, you get, it's not like the beginning to the end in one solid paragraph. You do get chapters and you do get breaks and you do get a lot of formatting. But a lot of the formatting that's pretty to the book will not hold true when you re-export it out to a Word document. But that's a great idea to have a, a current Word document that you can work with because, Yes, things move forward. You can strip them out. You can look for a quote really quick. And it is what is absolutely that's in the book or in the e-document, whichever you go, whichever way you go. That's a great idea. And it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't take the designer that long. But like I said, I don't really do it unless somebody asks. Have well, uh, you know, I, I here was I would make a suggestion for all our listeners, and then maybe Rebecca, you might just add it onto a service, and just say, "Would you like me to yeah. reconvert this into a word?" And here's what the cost is, and just go ahead yeah. and put a dollar cost in. And I'm telling anyone who's listening in, I don't, you know, if it takes them two hours, it's worth the it's money worth to have that document done because it is. You know, it's very it's very hard that when you're going through the edits to mirror the edits in your document. Oh, my God, it's impossible. It's almost impossible. There's so many changes, little tweakies that we go on, especially even after it's laid out and we go into what we, you know, you and I call the cold eye that you have another another set of eyes that's never seen anything. And then she's going, you know, Judith, really? (laughs) Well, well, even she's like this needs to instead of being an M dash, it seems to be a semicolon or it needs to be a period with a new sentence. And she just goes through the grammar of it. Yes. Exactly. Wonderfully. I mean, not something that I can ever do, but it's wonderful what she no. does. No, Peggy's great. So so that's the kind of stuff that you want to have, um, take advantage of. So I would ask your designer to get that. And, and here's the other thing. You know, your designer could decide, you know what, I'm retiring. You know, what, yeah. you know. You know, one of my Absolutely. favorite design. Yeah, one of one of my other people is having open heart surgery this week. So, you know, we're all thinking. Uh, you know, you got you got all our files, <laughs> and well, that it's important for you. And and also another boo boo is you don't ca- you don't keep final copies of your these PDFs of your your interior content as well as your book cover. You as an author, and if you're the publisher as well, you need to make sure that you have those because you may decide to go in another route or work with something else that you need to have that stuff it's so, not a bad idea at the end of the project really at the end like end of the book, project the ebooks the ebooks have been delivered wherever they're going to be delivered the print book is there you have your word document that you say to the designer i need all the files and the idea is that 
usually I'm a little hesitant about giving the files just because they're in InDesign or they're in Quark. Those are specific software. You're really no, no, not yeah. being able to open up those files, but you are being able to pass them on to somebody else. So I always say you're not open, you can't open these files, I mean, just because you don't have the software, but any other designer you use will be able to pick these up and use them. Not a problem. And I do do that a lot. There was a gentleman I was working with who was a cardiovascular surgeon who had a long career, 65 years worth of, you know, cardiovascular surgery and research and stuff. And he's, the book came out, and unfortunately this gentleman passed away, and his family is looking at, oh, we finally have all of his stuff together. We finally have all of his pictures and his research and his book and all, you know, they're thrilled that they have it in one place. And so, yeah, I've given them any number of copies. Right. So as, as we wrap up before we go to our first break, so here's, here's what you want to ask your designer. Get a PDF of the finished everything. And if they will send over their, their layout, even though you can't open it, you've got it. Just in case. You never know. Just in case. And with that, this is Judith Riles. Rebecca Finkel's with me today. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866-3226-1106-DESIGN. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hooded. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. 
Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. This last weekend, I took my grandkids to see the new Pixar movie, Inside Out, which we highly, highly recommend. It's, it's creative, um, and it's, it's really wonderful. It's a, it's a good, feel-good movie. Um, and what we're talking about here with boo-boos uh, on, uh, that authors make with books and publishing and, and marketing and, and publicity and social media, because we're going to cover multiple things here, is that, um, that it, you really do have an insight out. Whatever you do uh, on the inside will domino and affect the outside. And what comes to you from the outside, let me tell you, will domino and come internally. So one of the things that's really important is really timing. And there's a couple of factors with timing that Rebecca and I wanted to get into. One, the first was just the whole timing of publication. I mean, is, is, should you publish any day of the week? Should you publish any specific month? Is there certain cycles? So what say you, Rebecca? What do you think? Well, I have a really old story that I, I, I lecture at Denver University and this is the one that I tell. Just kind of, kind of puts together the point. So I was working years and years ago on this book about Unfortunately, Lance Armstrong. But Lance Armstrong, years ago, between his second and third, I know, forever ago. Second well, he's back. He's back in the news again. He's saying I that know. he's, you know, like he's, the, so, he's the, but, the name that you don't want to say. I know. So, but this is. But he just won two tours, and he was on his way to win his third. So he was in his good. You know, he was doing what he was doing, and the Americans were starting to say, "Who is this guy?" So he wanted to put a book out for Christmas, and so you know, you leave enough time for getting it into the bookstore and warehousing and shipping and printing and design and editorial. And in the middle of July, I'm, setting, I'm filling out a FedEx slip to send a book proof, because it was in his contract that he gets to see the huh? final book proof, of, you know, a FedEx slip to Paris. And I'm thinking, in the middle of the tour, is this a good idea? And the editor's saying, oh, he has that day off. Not a problem. He'll read the book. And I'm thinking, okay. And so, you know, we sent this book off to him in Paris when he had the day break and the whole tour. And, of course, he didn't read it. Which is fine. And he went on to Windows Thirty Four, and he right. came back. Right. Came back to the states, and he actually did the Letterman Leto, which is really weird because they're not even on anymore. But anyway, he did like the nightly comedy shows, and then he got us all on the phone and he yelled at us all. And he goes, "You know, I was competing, and it wasn't right. And you know, I don't care about your schedules and blah blah blah." And he was right. I mean, I sat there and said, "You're right. I, I don't necessarily like the man, but you are right with this argument." So the idea with that was, 
wouldn't it have been great if we had the book right then, like in July or August? Wouldn't it have been great? Because everybody was hungry with, who is this guy? They didn't know him. <laughs> but, you know, that was the time. But, no, we waited, and it came out for Christmas. And it did okay. But then we kind of tracked sales. And when the tour came around the next year, and he won the next year, boy, sales boomed. They were crazy. But it's kind of like we really missed the market on that one. I mean, it's sold, but... Boy, having a book out in July when people are hungry for information on this topic, on this person, would have been spectacular, would have really hit the market. So timing is of, of essence. Timing is a critical. Um, there's always going to be something in the way, always. Always going to so, be something like, oh, we should have, you know, do we think about this? It's St. Patrick's Day. Do we think about this? It's mm-hmm. Flag Day. You know, um, things happen, but planning is is. Uh, so important, so important well, on so the, many levels. And one of the discussions I had with um, a client this morning, she says, well, I want to, you know, I want to have this for holiday sales. Um, and I'm, I'm thrilled she's thinking of the holidays during the summer. I said, but if, if you were planning on selling it to the bookstores, you needed to have this book done a couple of months ago because yeah. their buys go in in the April time frame of what we're doing and everything else. Um, that that the um, uh, where we're going with it that it would uh, surely they could buy they cannot buy that way they 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 can't they have to have it in stores they pre buy months and months and months and months ahead and actually that October and I've said this before many times is the big sales month leading into the holiday season October is one of the biggest sales months of the year for books I know, people especially early kids. for Christmas I mean yeah no figure <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, hey, I'm one of those. Actually, we're, we're doing our author's tea, our annual author's tea. We're doing it on Halloween this year. Oh, and so wow. We, we have a Halloween, the author's Halloween tea, and so guess what our cookies are going to look like. Yeah. But we're, go, we're going to be doing them in the afternoon here in Colorado. So, so one to four, we will have a high tea here. Nice. And, um, and that's really to kick off that whole area. And then we have, a week later, we have a big holiday mart that we do where we have there's over 25,000 people that come in and attend this thing and the purpose is to shop so i think when you're when you when you understand that and the way sales operate i mean all you have to do is go into a a sam's or a costco or any of this and here we're in the you know really supposedly the true beginning of summer and what do you see in these stores now do you see summer stuff very little very little. Very so, dude, little. What do I do if I've got a book that's specifically to a, to a season and I'm out of season? You know, it's just whatever. Design took a long time. Printing took a long time. Editorial took a long time. Whatever. Now we're, you know, we, we planned it better, but it just wasn't a reality. And now I'm out of faith. What do I do? Um, next year is another time. <laughs> next year is another time. So hang on to it for another year or print it, it, it in, in. No, it, number one, I would print it, but let me, let me, this ties into another boo-boo that, and again, it was a discussion again I had with a new client this morning that her book will be ready this fall. Then I said, I want you to put the copyright date as 2016, 2016. Oh, yeah. like new 
you know, you and I always go in and change these things. Anytime you've got a book that is not going to be readily available till September on, please put next year's copyright date on it, and especially yep. in nonfiction. And the reason why is, is that people uh, in, in the nonfiction area, they will look, is this, how current is this book? And if it's got 2015 and it's 2016, or right now we're in 2015 as we air this, if it's got, if it came out in December 14, you're thinking, God, it's only seven months old. Oh no, it's last year's book. So you need to understand the psychology there. Kids are okay. You know, the kids' books are okay. Fiction books okay. But if your goal is to sell to a bookstore, they don't want to bring anything. If it's two years or older, and what judges it? The copyright date. And they yep. don't think, oh, this could be December 215th. This could have been January 215th, and we're already 18 months old. So understand the psychology of this. Now, if you have a book that's what they call, you know, it's a midless sailor and it keeps coming back all the time, then your book can have, you know, it can be 20 years old. But that it, so it's got consistent sales with that. Libraries will go back as much as four years. But after that, you're in deep doo-doo. So pay attention to that copyright date. It's really important. It's really true. important. Very so, true. Yeah. And, and also, let me make a suggestion here. A lot of authors, here's a mistake you might make, is you don't think of, um, the, uh, uh, of, of creating your own holiday. Go into Chase. It may take a couple of years to get hooked on, but maybe you have a special event, a special day. Maybe you've got some, you know, oddball technique or who knows what in your book that you could tie into. But look at all the weird haw and wacky holidays and the Chase Chase holidays and um, go in and try to apply for one. That gives you an opportunity that every year, you know, it's like Sadie Hawkins Day. Every year it comes around and you can and really do a huge campaign that builds up to it. Yep, Grandparents' so, Day or yeah. Grandkids' Day or Ice Cream Day. There is an ice cream day. Absolutely. I have a poster for it. <laughs> you know, I want you to know that last Monday was Chocolate Eclair Day. And oh, you know, I missed that one. I missed. I didn't. Get, I got Donut Day. I missed Chocolate Eclair Day. <laughs> so there's 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 a different day for everyone. Listen, I make posters for every weirdo day, um, and I handle it that way. And that's that that works for, um, um, for me. So I'm I'm pleased with that one. Um, so take advantage of that. Okay. So Rebecca, you talk about sometimes recycling. I use repurposing. What would you like to add on with some boo boos on that one? Uh, mostly things coming out in the wrong season, things coming out, you anticipate your audience, anticipate what they're going to need and what they're going to want as much as you can. I mean, a lot of this you can't necessarily do, but as much as you can. When would this book be most optional? You know, mother, if it's a Mother's Day book, there's other times besides Mother's Day to put out a Mother's Day book, even if, you're, if you've missed that window, if you've missed your opportunity of some sort. And yes, as Judith says, Mother's Day comes around every single year. So now you have 365 days to yes. figure out your next marketing strategy um, and, yeah. or figuring out how to do it better. Um, lots of things. That, you know, uh, essentially don't just, oh, I have to wait 365 days for Mother's Day to come back around because I've missed my market. There's things that you can do. There's lots of things that you can do along the way. So don't, you know, don't sit back on your heels and say, hmm, okay, we'll just wait. No. Got to go forward. Need to go forward. We can do other things. Be creative. Talk to Judith. Talk to your designer. Mm -hmm. Lots of things. Lots of ideas that you can implement and, and get the ball rolling. 
Um, which, as which far is as fun. other mistakes, is prices not on the back of the cover, which is mm. Mm, that's yep. a problem. You need to put a price back there because not everybody knows how to read a barcode. You know, it's kind of it, it, it's the small secret, and once you know it, you know it. But people can't read barcodes, so you need to be able to put a price on there. Um, sometimes when an author photo is not on the back of a, of a cover, that's a missed opportunity. That's a missed. People want to turn the book over and see who this person is. See okay, who's hold, in this book. Yeah, hold that one. We're going to take another quick break, and okay. we're going to come back with a whole variety because there's a lot on the back cover that gets missed too often, and you could miss a lot of sales this way. This is Judith Bryles. Rebecca Finkel's with me today, and it's Author You, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. With quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published 
So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Right after today's listing, if you're listening on live on uh, today, the 25th, right after that, if you go over and click on my website um, really quickly, uh, thebookshepherd.com, you'll see information about a webinar popping up. And the we are doing uh, 25, uh, 25 mistakes uh, that authors consistently make. Joel Friedlander is joining me. Kelly Johnson is joining me. Joel Stewart is joining me. Amy Collins is joining me. We're doing a live webinar. You need to sign up for it and just jump on and listen because we are be all going to be motor mouse. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be talking about our next publishing at Sea Cruise, which only has a few cabins left. It's almost sold out already. And that's going to be January 24th through the 31st. I'm going to encourage all of you to go to publishing at sea.com. See the fantastic uh, program we have laid out for seven days at sea workshops so in report we let you go play but when you're on ship and we're at sea we work yeah so publishing at sea.com all right so there we are um we're back with rebecca finkel we're talking about boo-boos that authors make about their books and on publishing. And we were talking about things they're missing on the back cover. And Rebecca was bringing up price. Um, another one I'll add on to is you need a category or two. Now, yeah. if it's a kid's book, it may be middle grade, or it could be middle grade mysteries, or it could be uh, chapter books. Um, but you got to give the purpose of having categories is you let a bookstore or a um, um uh, you know, a library know where in the heck to put the book. You need to understand that. And people look very quickly, is this the kind of right category for me? Rebecca and I are working right now on a tailbone book. And it was really finding the right categories. Are people going to be familiar with looking up, you know, the coccyx, or are they going to say tailbone? And I think we all voted for tailbone, didn't we, Rebecca? Uh, we all voted for tailbone. I mean, we you all get, voted for tailbone. Once you get involved with the book, you call it coccyx. But, yes, tailbone. Um Anyway, it's much more searchable, and that's what people say. That's what people indicate. But um, categories, I mean, most of you are thinking about there's a bookstore clerk, and it's 10 minutes after closing, and she's got a date, or she's going to go to a movie, or she's got something planned, or he's got something planned, whatever. And they're going to they're slam these books in the, books in the bookshelves as quickly as they can and get out the door. So they're not looking at your book saying, this is really lovely, and, and wow, this is, you know, the cover's really incredible. They're thinking, nope. Bing, 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 bing. How quickly can I get out of here? So if you can uh, um, put, a, put, a, put a code on it that's, or put a name on it, that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you talked about, now some people are saying, I've, I've heard some people say about the photos. This, let me come back to that. That because the back cover is your most valuable real estate for content. The front cover is to get attention. The back cover delivers the goods of what the book's going to deliver to them. And um, that that I'm seeing more and more just create about the author page, which we always include in our books. But and as well as another book, let me add this one on. Here's another mistake authors don't make is how to work with me, how to bring me to your group, how to how to bring me to your organization. If you're if if you can speak on your expertise, your book, your topic to a group then you need to let them know what you speak about, uh, you know, what's what's the best format you work with and how to contact you so they can book you. Most don't do that, wouldn't you say, Rebecca? Oh, most don't. It's, you know, 
you've just you just had somebody read your book and they're all interested in it and they want you to come speak and they have no idea how to get a hold of you. So they start Googling you and who knows who they come up with because they don't know what you look like. And you might, you know, you might have a name like John Smith. That's just very, very common. So anything that you can say that you can bring them to the next point, don't make it a mystery on how to contact you. Obviously, you don't want them to show them up on your front porch and having them open the book and say, you know, on page 15, you missed a comma. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that kind of contact. But you do want them to be able to contact you email or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or something. Have, have be accessible, professionally accessible. Yes. And, and, and so another pet peeve of mine is if someone gives me a business card and all they do is have the website. Okay, so I go to their website there is no freaking phone number. There is no mailing address because I like to send people notes. Right. I mean, There's I actually no way to hand, contact. I hand write notes. That is a huge pet peeve. And you know what I do with those cards? I trash them. I trash them. And I know a lot of other people who are just like that. They just say, if you don't, you know, if you don't, if you want to keep this mystery of who you are, that's up to you. But it's it's a mistake. All right, so we we want to have you know a, your your photo, and so Rebecca, I you know I, I got diverted, which sometimes I do that squirrel factor, but the photo, what if you if you your back cover doesn't have um, if your book doesn't have a dust jacket or flaps on it that you have that extra real estate, so you don't want to make that about the that little bit about the author and just put your name on it and something you, you don't want to take up. A third of the page of the back cover. That's, in my opinion, that's a huge mistake. But you can get a really good cherry picking of it reinforces your expertise, who you are, and you know some little nugget. I mean, right. do you have any thoughts on that? Well, the back, the bio that's on the back cover should show your expertise. I have a PhD. I have a master's. I traveled exclusively. Whatever it is, whatever your expertise is, and why you wrote this book, it should be absolutely mentioned on the back cover, so people know. Oh, I just didn't, you know, want to do this, you know, in my spare time. I actually have something to say, and it's, a, and it's a spare thing. But really, on the back cover, nobody really cares. Do you have a goldfish or a dog, or you have dog, you have kids, or nobody really cares about that stuff. They really just want to know why you are an expert in this field. Why should I trust you with what you're saying? The stuff inside the book about the author, where you're also listing all of the ways to contact you, then you can kind of say. You know, I traveled, I traveled exclusively for Europe, and then I traveled exclusively through Israel, and then I traveled exclusively through South Africa, and if that's your travel thing, or, you know, I, I traveled with my wife and daughters, or with my dog, or whatever, and I love to learn triathlons, or whatever, that, whatever it is. Whatever personality you want to give, that's, that's great on the inside, but on the outside, it's more to the point. All right, and so keep that in mind. And and then the other, let me see the other thing on the blurbs. And if you do an endorsement, do not put an endorsement on your back cover unless it's going to suck in traffic to buy your book, unless it is really recognized by your ideal reader that will get their attention. Otherwise, you're wasting the space on it, and, and you don't put your mom on it, your best friend, you know, Absolutely. some casual Unless reader. your mom is Hillary Clinton, you know, whatever. But, That's you know, my and that, selling point. Well, that might take off half the people. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, people. I, you know, usually advice is if it's political, if your endorsement's political, don't put it on your cover unless it's a politically oriented book and it's going to go down that channel right where you are. Right. Um, if, and and make sure that, you know, you get an endorsement and it's, it's 
500 words or 50 words. It's a, it's a huge endorsement. Don't put that whole thing on there. Put Just pick out the best part. Pick out absolutely, you know, paraphrase the best part. Yes. Put ellipses. Get only the good stuff on the cover. And then exactly. repeat it on the inside. Exactly. For example, I just got a book in, and I'm thrilled to see this new book that just popped in, and it was the um, um, it, it's it's Dr. Um, Jerry um, Jerry Altman's book on don't stick sticks up your nose and don't stuff <laughs> stuff in your ears. It's really it's a delightful book, highly recommended um, for those of you who have young ones who stick stick. <laughs> Up their nose and stuff in their ears. Get get Dr. Jerry's book, and it's and we've done a redo on it, a whole new cover. So now it looks like a book book cover. It's an eight by eight size with it. But what you want to um, really, there was a really little bit redefining that we did, and it. I mean, it's really made a difference. It's evolved from a board book for young young kids to really, you know, the young young kids, but not. You know, the, the three-year-old or the four-year-old that would sit down and read, Mommy, this is one that they would just really have fun reading themselves and enjoy the goofy, goofy uh, uh, cartoons and illustrations and everything else that goes along with Dr. Altman's book. So there, there are things that you can do here and, and take it to your advantage with that. All right. So, all right, just hopping over a couple of more ideas of that what they can do is that both Rebecca and I have seen mistakes um, on author tours, book tours, and media. And I, let me just jump on the media side of it first. That one of the things that on the media side is that um, if if you get a call from the Today Show, let's just use this as an example. The Today Show calls you, and you know you're still working on your book. Maybe you had an article out, or maybe someone caught you on the blog, or you know maybe you made a comment, or who knows. But somehow you caught the eye of a producer, and they call you, and they say, "Oh, oh, oh, oh we have to have you. We have to have you." And and of course your ego is going, "Yeah." Yes, you want me. Wrong. Not unless they're willing to wait until you have book in hand. Because I'm going to tell you that, um, you know, they'll they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll have you when your book comes out. Right now, they're working on a show idea or whatever it is. It's caught their attention. Unless you're a celebrity of some sort. And if you're just a regular person like Rebecca and I are, then you really need to somehow waylay that a bit. Because once you're on one of these shows, you're going to not be on for a while. And I'm talking a long, usually a long while, unless there's something so wild and wacky going on with your related topic that they want you back. So, you know, you jump on because your ego says, yes, 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 I'm going to be on the Today Show. I'm going to be on Good Morning America. Oh, my God, Soul Sunday, Oropa Rons Me. I mean, whatever. Um, that, that the odds of you getting back on when you have a book in hand that it might do you some good are remote are remote so the exception could come around in the arena that it would be something like that you would have a a non-fiction book a topic that's so wild and it's in the news and everything else that you can keep that going in that arena otherwise you need to be careful um, and avoid that. So be, be, don't jump on every media because someone says they want you. It may be the wrong fit and understand that.
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today. 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four color high speed inkjet printing, a cost effective way to introduce color into your short run titles. We of course offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in house from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print on demand facility, streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we, we left it kind of in the air here when I was talking about media and Rebecca and I were kind of brainstorming and she says, what about making a dummy book? I love this idea. So let me come back and make a suggestion, um, that you can do, um, that very quickly that no matter what you do, and I've always feel strongly that as soon as you have got your book cover together, as soon as you got your book cover together, I want you, and this is a mistake that authors don't do. So this is a boo boo to avoid. As soon as you have, 
have your book cover, create an Amazon.com forward slash Advantage account. Get your copy up describing the book, even if it's going to change. I don't care. Get it up there. Get your cover. This is what you want your cover is. Go after Get these covers firm um, and get that cover up because what you can do, if it's today showing and you're kind of feeling, you know, this is a one-shot Charlie and, um, I, you know, I, I need to take it, what you can do is put it up and you can certainly say that it's available on Amazon. Of course, it may not be available for two months. That's fine. People can pre-order people can pre-order and it will show that reflection so when you set up that account and you say let's say today is june 25th and it's really not going to be available till july 25th you literally will say publication date is july 25th and so amazon really will block it and just you know take orders You, you queue up and take orders and they follow it and by the way amazon's quite good at that because if they see orders coming in they they will come back to you and keep bumping up their orders that we come and you know, that's what I had with the uh, uh, book I told you about last week, Bob Martin's book, Robert Martin's book called The Case of the Missing Crown Jewels, where the official day is uh, to be published is tomorrow. Um, he had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pre-orders. And Amazon kept, you know, the last order we saw coming in was for over 300 books. Um, and they kept bumping them up because of the demand of the pre-orders. So a good strategy is to go ahead, if, if you don't think you're going to get another shot because I'm going to tell you most likely you will not at least at this station um, that go ahead and go on and say that you can pre-order the book and you can also send them to have it set up on your website that will click them over to Amazon then that will throw them in the pre-order so you get those links that that's what I recommend so thank you Rebecca for goosing me there well also if you have like an eight and a half by five and a half book Mm-hmm. Go find one on your bookshelf, slap your cover on it as much as you can, and take it on and, and wave it around and say, this is my book. You know, right. I have another, make it okay. look like a book. Okay, here's another idea. Here's another idea. Why don't you just put in a bunch of blank pages and go to, go to like, Ingram Spark yeah, and run off book. a dummy copy with your a real cover on? I mean, really, who's going to know? <laughs> I mean, as long as you know, we're going to sit there and read your book. But yes, anything you can do to say, I'm an author and this is a really going to be a book. I mean, and as far as having your cover absolutely yeah, set, yeah. I'm not, uh, uh, things change along the way. You want to, you know, don't, uh, your cover needs to be set for sure. You need to be happy with it, but don't be too dismayed if when you get your cover, when your cover is finally done and you go back to, to Kindle, um, your Kindle program, your Kindle Advantage program, and you, and you load it, you're like, oh, we changed the color from blue to green. I wonder if anybody's going to notice. The answer to that question is no. No. Nobody's going to notice. Nobody will notice. And actually, Nobody some publisher. But if green is a better color, then green's a better color, and you should go with that. Yeah, so no. there you go. Good tip. All right, then two other items that let's kiss on. Um, that, uh, you know, the blitz. And one of the things that you and I have talked about is people forget that there are so many different channels and markets to publish within. So let's let's get into it um, and, and talk about some of those variables that they can go down. I mean, certainly there's ebook, and 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 I will share with you. I had a dialogue with a client who's really got fun. It's humorous. She she writes wonderfully well, and her crowd is I would say clearly over fifty, maybe fifty five, and she's only doing an ebook. And I said to her, "This is a mistake." 
It is a short book. This is a mistake. Your primary reader does not read ebooks. They want a book book. You are ma- it, it would be so easy for you to take your ebook and have it at quick. I mean, Rebecca, how much would that take? Um, I mean, you're it's, talking about a layout, but if it's right. a short book, you know, under a hundred pages, what what kind of? And it's it's primarily text. I mean, essentially, she's good to go. So it's not, it's not going to be this editing process and going back and forth. So I'm thinking a week. I mean, a week in layout, if even less. But uh-huh. I would really suggest that she does a book book in that oh. the, the people buy books, book books, print books, and people buy ebooks. But those are separate markets. It's not like you're stealing from one to, when you publish another. It's like when you print a print book, there are people that only want print books. And when you print mm-hmm. an ebook, there are people that only want ebooks. So essentially, you're doubling your market, not halving it. You're not, they're not pulling from one another. There's not going to be somebody that says, oh, you know, uh, uh, I bought the ebook, I'm not going to buy the print book, or I don't know. It's just you're not competing against each other. You're actually expanding and not contracting. I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense, but it's, but it's, Especially with this person who's over 55, yeah, there's a ton of people over 55 that run on, read on e-readers. There's also a ton of people over 55 who like books. There's a, you know, well, the re- and so Yeah, and the reality market. is print book sales far outsell e-book rentals. You hear me, all of you hear me say this. It's a, e-book is a rental. It is not owned by you. Correct. It's a rental. And they could Correct. pull it off your e-reader at any time, but Correct. but Amazon does have a slick program called the Matchbook where you can you know bundle them together, the print and the e, and give the e for anywhere from free, you know ninety nine cents a dollar ninety nine two ninety nine if you buy the print book, yes. and doing that. Now I had someone in my office just the other day saying you know they have actually stopped all e-reading and they just go back. They love the print books, but they buy the used books. So he says I go in and buy a book for a couple pennies. I am glad. To pay three ninety nine for the book, and 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 you know because most of those books are not going to be available through the Prime program through Amazon because they're third party sellers, but it doesn't matter. You just want to have them available, whether it's you know it, Rebecca, you've done Inkling that whether it's it's e whether it's audio audio is more expensive to do um, in many ways. Whether it's you know where are your readers being is what you have to have it go for, and that's really important to understand. And most authors kind of ignore it. All right, let's we have we have like oh maybe five minutes here, so let's spend some time on. Um, the do a, the DIY cycle. Okay. And that, um, you know, I'm all for people doing as much as they can themselves. You know, you, you do your first run of editing, you do whatever. I mean, I, I've been writing for a long time, but I have editors um, that, uh, and I still find mistakes. You know, I think, I see later, what was I thinking? What was I thinking when I put that sentence together that way? And that, that, uh, would I do my own cover? Absolutely not. Do I have ideas for covers? Yes, I do. But would I design it? Are you kidding? But I know some people really want to do that thing. And it's easy for both Rebecca and I say who are, you know, provide publishing services says, well, you always bring a professional in. Well, there are some cases you can do DIY, but where, where do we cross the line here when you think, for God's sakes, don't go down this path? Well, for covers, well, let's, for in editing, I really do think it needs to be professionally edited by somebody. Um, you know, I've heard, and I've heard some people say, oh, I don't want to have my book edited because they're going to steal my idea. And really, 
that will never that won't happen. Um, editors are not looking to steal ideas; they're looking to make sure your grammar is the same, and you might have written it over a period of time, so make sure your language is consistent through the whole thing. They're looking to shape it as a as a unit and as a whole. So. I would absolutely have an editor read it, um, and they're used generally. It's not that it, that's not an expensive thing, but it, it pays off because if it's not professionally edited, you've read books that you've gotten somewhere, either print books or eBooks, and then the third sentence you've already stumbled across the third grammatical mistake or the second misspelled word, and you're like, yeah, forget it. Uh, and yeah, so, I'm out of here. Yep. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm not doing this. So well, you don't. Know, I, I I actually throw. Uh, I, I never thought I would do that, but there are books I just they're, they're gone. They're they're I, in I, the goodwill pile. They're out of here. I'm not going to waste my time. I, yeah, I can't. I'm not a big grammar person, but if I can find grammar mistakes in the first couple pages, it's I'm done. I'm not reading that book because um, it's annoying. You start the reader starts stumbling over the grammar and not actually mm-hmm. getting the content of the book. So mm-hmm. highly recommend an editor. And on the cover. You know, I'm always overjoyed when an author says, this is kind of what I'm thinking, and this is what I like, and I like green grass, and I like, you know, blue skies, and, you know, I love that stuff, because I can work with that. Doing it yourself, I would really uh, try to say no on that one. You want to make sure your cover does not look like it's independently published. You want to make sure it stands up to everything that's being published out of New York or Chicago or San Francisco. You want to make sure that you are current. You want to make sure that you are on the level playing field with those. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have a degree in graphic design. I do this for professionally. I do it every day. I've done it every day of my life since I graduated college. You know, I can. There are things that just happen with a professional graphic designer that are, you know, that you're not going to stumble across on your own. Um, play to the strengths. You're a writer. Play to that strength. You know, play to a graphic designer's strength as well. On an interior, boy, I'd love to say you need to use a professional graphic designer for the interior as well. But let's take this simple book. We're just talking about a fiction that's just running word. You have a couple chapter breaks, and really there's no interior graphics. There's no interior tables. You have no part pages. You have no chapter, you know, you have chapter breaks, and really that's it. That's probably something you could do. That's, you know, as simple as that is, that's probably something you could do. Um, there's a bunch of things I worry about orphans and widows and Google those terms because we're running out of time. I worry about hyphens in a row and I, you know, there's a lot of things that I'd worry about and I'd kind of point you to just kind of be careful about this and that and this and that. But eh, as soon as you started to get into any kind of interior graphics, tables, part pages, chapter pages, any type of graphics at all, you get kind help. of need to jump. You need to jump to a professional graphic designer. And with that, we're going to wrap up. So here's a list of boo-boos. Thank you, Rebecca Finkel from F&P Design in Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm Judith Bryles. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. And you keep on writing and publishing. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each